windows, lock your doors, keep your loved ones near, time is running out, it's here for This is Donovan, and we're here for fear. Hey, and I'm Rick. Oh, and this is the podcast where we talk about scary movies or movies trying to be scary. Hey, thanks for joining us there, buddy. Yeah, I forgot what <laughs> I was. I've always, I've, I forget that line every single time. It's your line, and you don't even know it. Come uh, on, I'll man. get it after 20 yeah. episodes. Yeah, get your, no, this is our 20th episode. Oh, then I should have got it by now. Yeah, but you didn't start it until um, later on. Right, so I've got another like 10. Yeah, so. you got another 10. Okay. Uh, so today we're talking about 2002, uh, 2002's Dog Soldiers. Uh, before we jump in and, uh, and rap about it, let's do a quick synopsis. Uh, a squad of uh, British soldiers are sent on a training miss- uh, mission in the Highlands of Scotland against a special operations squad. Ignoring the childish campfire stories heard about the area, they continue with their mission and come across the bloody remains of the special ops squad and a fierce howling in the distance. With two wounded men, they try to make an escape and run into Megan, a zoologist who knows what hunts them. What began as a training mission turns into a battle for their lives against an enemy they never would have expected. So 2002's Dog Soldiers, uh, you hadn't seen this before. Never. I would have been 11 when this movie came out. Jesus. Yeah. That's, it's crazy to think that's 18 years ago, right? Yes. Holy crap. Well, if you think about it, uh, 1999 is just considered like the year for movies in the 90s. Well, just it's just considered one of the years in all film. And that was 21 years ago. Hmm. That's nuts, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just weird for me because I'm obviously you're already old, right? Yeah, <laughs> but, pretty much. But I'm getting older. And so it's it's weird to look back at, in time and be like, oh, yeah, that was a long time ago. Because, you know, when I was growing up in the 2000s, the 80s felt like a very long time ago. But now we're sort of as far removed from the 90s as I was for the 80s and the 2000s. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's a long time ago. It's also just weird knowing that people are like an adult now who grew up or weren't even born for like 9-11, which is kind of like a huge moment in my life when I was younger. Or, you know, it was like a pivotal moment for like history for me growing up. Obviously, other people had like before my generation had like the Berlin Wall or, you know, uh, any other million things that I can't think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, it was 9-11. And there are kids that are now adults that, that just weren't around for that. Like they didn't exist. Yeah. So yeah, this is an old, old movie now. I it, <laughs> uh, watching it going, yeah, it's 2002. And I'm like, damn, that's 18 years. I mean, that's just, it's, it's crazy. Cause I saw this. Well, you have a daughter that's younger than that. 
yeah so that's true yeah that's true that's true um and i have one that's older but uh um i saw this one time with morris i think i don't know morris probably suggested it and we watched it and i remember liking it then and then i just forgot about it and it sucks because this is i really enjoyed this movie i think this is a cool werewolf movie that's cool that you like it. I like it in premise only. I actually don't like the movie very much. No? Boom. It's, all right, podcast over. We can move on. You can drop the mic and be done. Yes. Um, we'll talk about it as we go go along. Um, but there's like a lot of things that kind of stood out for me while watching this movie that were like, okay, I really like the premise. Uh, you, okay, so the the premise is, what if we had soldiers fighting the monster instead of random civilians fighting the monster as you would in like your halloweens right Mm -hmm. or even in those movies more like they're the prey and they're nothing but the prey but here you almost have a situation where it's predator versus predator even though arguably the humans are the prey you know they have the tools to fight back essentially and they're trained soldiers they're trained to fight back in life-threatening scenarios that's a cool premise what if you gave them a lot of training a lot of guns and you threw them in a typical horror situation, how would they fare? And then I think the movie does a good job with that premise, but there's too many little things that kind of pile up for me as the movie goes on, where I'm just like, okay, um, this isn't working for me for whatever reason. And I think most of it, honestly, is probably budget, t- budget constrictions, time constrictions, you know, whatever. Like there's definitely limitations in this movie. And that took me out of it. Really? Um, I, I, what sort of limitations are you are, right off the bat? What, what, what comes to mind? The, most of this movie, whenever they're shooting at the werewolves, is them just shooting off screen, right? They're, they've got a gun, they're shooting, and they're shooting like outside a window, but you don't see like outside the window. They're basically shooting at nothing throughout most of the movie. And I, I just couldn't get over the fact that that's what I was watching. There's a ton of them shooting at the werewolves. No, there was not. There was maybe a few scenes where you actually see bullets hit the costume or the, you know, the werewolf. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't think so, but I don't know. Maybe you're right. I, I, what do you mean I you don't think I, so. We watched this movie last I, night I know, and that's exactly what happened. I, okay. I, your memory is better than mine, but I, I, I remember them shooting a lot at werewolves and stuff. Ex- and, exactly. And, and, they us, were. and us seeing enough of, of the werewolf, not too much because too much just, I'm not a fan of showing, uh, what I will say about this is I love these werewolves. These, these werewolves remind me of the howling. Which, which is, uh, you know, more of the practical effects of werewolves that that it seems like nowadays they've gotten away from and they just CGI everything. These types of werewolves, I I love. I I I think they're they are fucking awesome. The the look of them, uh, you know, the the standing on the instead of you know some of them they're always on like uh, you got the on the four legs and but these are more like they're almost like human. They're they're standing and and they're tall and and they're just very terrifying. And that I I absolutely love. I'm not going to say they're as good as the Howling because I think the Howling is probably some of the best werewolf, uh, you know, creatures that were created, I think, ever. Um, you know, some people would probably argue American Werewolf in London, which is a is a great transformation for a werewolf. The movie itself, I think, is quite boring. And I'm sure people will get pissed off that I say that. But um, and the Howling's Howling's a good movie. It's not a great movie. It's definitely dates itself when you rewatch it, 
but the werewolves in there are just phenomenal. And I would say these are close. I just love to look. And and I think you're, you might be right in the sense of, of budget-wise, because if you notice, there, there are a lot of takes where they're not showing, a, 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 they're not spending a ton of time on the werewolves. Is that what you're kind of referring to, other than the shooting at them? Maybe they don't want you to see too much of the werewolf for a long period of time, because maybe you might notice some... I don't know, some flaws in the actual effects. You know, you think that's what they're doing? So I think they couldn't afford to show bullets contacting the werewolf in like a way where they could do it often because most of the time when they're shooting, they're shooting at quote unquote nothing. So we're not actually seeing the bolts hit anything. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. So, I mean, so imagine I had a camera hmm. and I'm looking at you and only you and I'm looking at you just shooting a gun. Yeah, that was most of this movie. We actually didn't see too much of contact with the werewolves. It's, in this movie. it's funny because I don't I mean, we just watched this last night and I don't honestly uh, I guess I didn't pay attention to it because I was I guess it didn't bother me. I so. think no, that, that that yeah, see. And that's see, that's where the movie works for you, but where the movie doesn't work for me. It was able mm. to make you forget it because it sucked you in with a, a lot of the things that the movie does well. Yeah. But for me, I couldn't get over some of these little smaller things where the, it was actually taking me out because I think for me, those other things that were working for you weren't as successful for me. Mm. If you want to talk about like the positive things, the premise alone is great. I kind of love the premise. Yeah. Uh, the story is actually pretty good. Um, I think the movie tries to withhold its hand for far too long and uh yeah so the movie movies when they have like a central mystery in the story need to know exactly what the movie watcher is they need to be aware of the hints that they've been given the story that's been told and everything that's been withheld and be able to intuit what the viewer should know so I'm sure you understood right away that these soldiers on this mock exercise were the bait, probably within like the first 30 minutes of the movie. It's pretty obvious, but it's being withheld for the entire movie until like the until the very, very end until like the beginning yeah, of the last close act. To the end, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's not shocking to me that this is the case. So why should it be shocking for the characters? Even the characters seem to know that's what's going on with Raymond and Cooper and then the the sergeant like. Yeah. Everyone seems to be aware here. So why does it have to act as a reveal when it's not? Um, so that's kind of like a misplay on the movie's part. Um, but I do like the story. Um, the characters are kind of whatever. Most of them are kind of whatever. I kind of obviously like the, I forget his name, but the guy who's in Game of Thrones. Um, oh, his character or the actor? The actor. Well, I mean, the character's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just that okay. typical just thing kind of a, Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of an a hole. Um, uh, but Liam Cunningham, he's awesome. Yeah, but I, I mean, I thought the acting was you know was was good. Um, it yeah, the was, acting was uh, good. You know, I I mean, you could look this up. I'm sure this was a very low budget film. I mean, you it know. had a budget of two point three million there, pounds with a box as a box office of five million pounds. Okay, and I don't so I don't pretty know low stakes as yeah. far as horror yeah. movies go. So so it's a lower so it's a lower budget film. Um, and I think it was it, it's done really well for for you know I don't know what that translates into you know. I think the bulk of this movie went into the costumes. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. Shooting on location, uh, and the 
like one or two explosions we get at the end of the movie. Yes. You know, yes. I think that's where most of the they, movie, they the money went. Yes, they definitely blew up that uh, cottage or whatever that Yeah, it is. did not look like a miniature. It looked like it was an actual yes. old house explosion, which is kind of like kudos to them, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they did all their shooting and then like, okay, let's, this is it. Let's blow this baby up. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's what you're seeing. I, I, I enjoyed the, the look of this felt like a fairy tale. And that was their intent. Did you did you catch on to that? I mean, I would say it only looks like that for the exterior of the house and maybe like inside the house. Everything else just kind of looked like generic for foresty stuff to me. More so. I mean, more so the, you know, part of the story here. They, you know, I even think they did like a little. I don't know. They even made mention of this where, you know, they're they're almost breaking into these. These people's, uh, I guess we got to do the spoiler alert, right? Because they've already kind of touched on a little bit of spoilers yeah. if you're paying attention. But yeah, again, we're a podcast that talks about the whole movie. So yeah. spoilers right at the start. So yeah, so let's, so, so we know that, you know, they, they go to this, this house and or this cottage or whatever this is out in the middle of nowhere. They basically break in and, and it looks like the, the family had just recently left. Now we come to find out later on in the movie that the family are actually the werewolves. So you, you know, you're coming into their home and you know, is it, is it the three bears? What's the, what's the fairy tale where um, she comes in and eats their, is it even a fairy tale? It's like a short story, short story. Yeah. It's definitely the three bears, bears, right. Um, Where uh, Goldilocks comes in and she's, isn't Goldilocks in multiple stories. Like she's actually part of the like fairy tales. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. See, we didn't I don't do think our I, homework I don't think, on this. I know. Either. I don't think I ever read you. You really should have researched this before you brought it up. <laughs> I know. I know we should have, but, but I mean, um, I think, you know, the premise uh, of the three bears and Goldilocks is she comes into their home. And if she it's starts, Goldilocks, by the way, I think Goldilocks I, I, is the wolf one with oh, the grandma, right? No, that's little red riding hood. Oh, yeah, yeah, we really don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, we do. Oh, well, I, I don't. just told you, Little Red Riding Hood. Okay, is all right, we're just gonna assume you're the Goldie, authority on this. It's Goldilocks okay. and Three Bears, I think. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, if, if I'm wrong, I'm gonna look like an idiot. But she comes into the home and she starts, you know, basically doing g- going through all their shit, eating their porridge, doing all these things. Well, you know, in Dog Soldiers, they 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 come into this home and they're you know they're making this. I mean, I know they're trying to get away, away from werewolves and stuff, but I mean, they've invaded this family's home, which of course are now the werewolves. You know, we find that out later on in the movie. Um, but you know, so th- this, th- and the look of it, I mean, it just had a, it had a fairy tale look and, and I think it was intentional. So I disagree with the fairy tale look. Um, I think what was on, on, on film for me was just low to the ground, ragtag filmmaking like what you what you saw was what you got almost like this is what we can put in the camera and that's that that's all um and i think the only like like i think all that is just kind of okay it's functional the only thing that was very misstepy for me and i think this was before this started to become a trope with uh you know movies like um what's that matt damon one uh spy movie wrote oh uh the Born, born Bo- trilogy. Bo- born, yeah, the yes, born got born there. Idea. Yeah, Jesus. Um, you know, I've never the, seen any of those movies. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen some of some of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like before, like those movies started to make shaky cam into like a big thing. There was like like awkward shaky cam with them coming out of the helicopter. Did you notice that? Where they're like yeah. coming out of the helicopter and the the camera shaking yeah. for absolutely no reason. 
And I've said this a million times, what you do has to be motivated. The only reason that would be shaky is like, oh, it's fr- it's frenetic, you know, it's frantic, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But it's really not. So I, there, there, so like an explosion would cause a camera to shake. Someone running with a camera would cause the camera to mm-hmm. shake, but none of that is happening. So why is the camera like that? It just takes me out of it. And this mm-hmm. is like another thing that, that don't make me think about your film and you're making me think about your film. Do you think they did it on purpose as just kind of like a stylized shot? I and- think they tried to replicate what they might have seen in better uh, war movies. I think at this point, maybe Saving Private Ryan with the movie they were trying to replicate, which would have been like, what, six or so years earlier? Mm-hmm. Or was that early 90s? I don't quite Shit, remember. Yeah, maybe. Because I know like, Saving Private Ryan was like one of the last big tentpole movies shot on and, and an Oscar winner that was shot on like film or like edited via like analog. I think that was it. Don't call me on this. I'm sorry, guys, if I'm spreading misinformation. But that's one of the only reason I really know. And I think that happened towards the mid to late 90s. So mm. that's shaky scene, huge lots of shake with explosions in D-Day. And obviously they're just OK. These are soldiers. They're only going in for like a practice exercise type of thing so but so why does it even need to be all that dramatic anyway they're just doing like an exercise there's just weird things like that that take me out of it um and then yeah so like i actually got confused i don't know if it was their accents just me being a stupid american i, I couldn't was, like understand that i know and i, had, I was I, the same way i had to like <laughs> actually ask you like what are they doing yes i i i it was hard to understand uh some of the dialogue some of the dialogue was perfectly fine some uh, some of the other dialogue i couldn't understand what the hell they were saying it was only for like the first 10 minutes for me and that's why like i didn't know like their guns like were only firing blanks you know like they're, and they're they're in an exercise yeah and that's then after right. that yeah. like i was like up to speed oh no there was several several instances throughout the movie where i'm like what the hell do they say and i just kind of went with it because i mean you know i'm just trying to have fun with this movie you know i, I got werewolves i got soldiers man and, and you know and and there's some cool effects going on and well it's in the title right dog soldiers yeah i and, mean yeah and so and so I, I i kind of like um gave it a pass that i can't understand I, i've seen this in, in other movies like if you're watching if you're watching a movie that uh, maybe an australian or so, so, some new zealand type their accents are so friggin thick some some stuff you can understand, some some you cannot understand. As and an American, yeah, they've got thick that thick. They accents. do, and I'm yep. sure I'm you know I'm sure if you're in New Zealand or Australia, or Scotland, wherever the hell it is, I'm sure you understand everything. There's there's a there's a um, uh, hot fuzz uh, you know makes fun of this uh, where where they go out and they they uh, they're called out to investigate some situation where a, a guy's pruning a bush and. And he, yeah. and he's carrying, yeah, and he's carrying yeah. the gun. And so you got the one translator who's, and, and then you have to get a translator for him. And then, the, and then of course, you know, and it's like, you can't understand anything they're saying. Well, they but, do this even in, uh, Dave, that David Spade movie, Joe Dirt, you know? Oh, yeah. with what's his face? Uh, the the and, one guy. Uh, yeah, and yeah. it's just like he's supposed to be talking in like American English, but he's got like such a like it, a it, thick country it's, accent. It's like a thick, uh, like a almost like a Louisiana, like some like super hardcore super, thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's the same character he played in Waterboy, right. and so he just they just translated it over. But yeah, so so yeah, I mean, it was it was difficult. I you know, but like I said, I just went, went with it, and I, I felt like I wasn't missing any dialogue that was important to the movie, like like giving something away. I, I you know, I only had that problem for the first ten minutes. I think what you just your ear gets used to it after a bit. That's what happened to me. But let's kind of talk about the start of this movie. Um, this movie has. T- 
three, at least two openings for whatever reason. We get the one with the couple who has the silver, like, like, yeah, envelope opener, whatever the hell that was. Yeah, I, a little silver knife. What was that for? Did, it was a gift. But do you did you understand? Because this was where I couldn't understand what she was talking about. Oh, so what was the gift for? Was it he got it a new like, job or something? Who cares? And is he yeah. like a, a mailman? And I I don't know. I, I and he's he needs this silver you know thing. Op- I don't know. The movie doesn't care. The movie it, it only doesn't. cares about here's this thing that's going to pop up at the very end like that's all the that's yeah. the only reason it's Go, there. it becomes full circle <laughs> and they use it but yeah i mean they um so this movie opens up uh you know gift the werewolf interrupts them at some point and then you know they both die and get eaten by the werewolf right. at least we think that's what happens i'm sure that is what happens yeah because the movie isn't totally clear if they eat you you're a werewolf if they don't all the way eat you they just hurt you you become a werewolf is the gist of this movie? So if they bite you or scratch you and you survive, you become one. But yeah. if but if they feed on you, you're dead. I mean, like if they like you're gone. Like yeah. And, and if you don't, if you have like a wound that can heal, you're good. If your head is dead and like rolled off your body, your food, then yeah, you're dead. Yeah. 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 Huh. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Weird rules. Um. Whatever. Like, like the whole vampire thing. It, it seems like everyone has different rules, and and it's well, fine because they're. Look, we know that these things aren't real, so go have fun with it. Do whatever you want. I. I know. I'm fine like, with it. I know. Like lycanthropy, lycanthropy, <laughs> whatever you want to call <laughs> it, is like a huge metaphor for like either AIDS or homosexuality. Honestly, it could be any like a metaphor for sort of any sort of quote unquote wrong thing that can quote unquote like infect other people. And this was like back in the day, this was for homosexuality slash AIDS. No, I've never heard of this. Really? No. Okay. I mean, it's kind of like that in Harry Potter where it's, it's, I think commentate commentating on like HIV. Oh, or, so that's or an I'm actual expression. It's an expression or a term. What? Lycanthropy? Yeah. Lycanthropy. No, that just means like, the disease that causes werewolfness. Oh, I okay. made that up. Well, I don't oh, think I made okay. that up, but that's like what people say, right? <laughs> it sounds cool. I kind of like it. I mean, yeah. So but then I don't understand the whole AIDS and, and well, so that's that's kind of my point is like almost every single monster has some sort of social commentary attached to it. Oh, okay. um, so like you know, so whenever you come to like a generic monster movie, that commentary is lost, and that's kind of what it, I think is happening here. Do you? Do you think the werewolves stand in for anything in this movie? Or do you think it's no. really just about the premise of let's put in these soldiers, have them fight werewolves? Yes, that's ba- that's basically it. Uh, I, I mean, the only fa- other thing yeah, is a family of werewolves out in the middle of nowhere. And, and right. we have soldiers that, yeah. Like this isn't your Princess Mononoke type of thing where there's a commentary on like industrialism, capitalism, blah, 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 destroying nature. Like I, I do think this is really just here's a I, cool idea. I see what you're saying. Here's a cool idea. Let's let's kind of have fun with it. And that's OK. Yeah. Without, um, without there being some 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 message, some political anything, and that's what you were referring to, right? And I I didn't see that last night uh, when we were watching. I, this I don't want to see that. I I don't want to see that. I don't. I, I don't okay. wanna, look. It's it, it, it's those types of messages. They fit in certain movies. They don't fit in a fun werewolf movie with soldiers. I don't want to. I don't want that shit. When I watch this type of movie, I don't want to think about stuff. I just want to have fun with it, and that's and that's what I did with this movie. So. If, if, if filmmakers or whoever want to studios want to, you know, insert messages, do that in other movies. And that's fine. I'm totally okay with that. It, it's a certain type of movie. I don't think it, you know, look, a, a horror movie, it follows. That definitely has a message there, right? 
Yep. I mean, that is <laughs> that, that is all over the place. And and OK, that's fine. You know, that's fine uh, for that. For this movie, it's just is it it isn't needed. And I'm glad we don't have it. So the uh, I know I brought them up for you. Um, I just don't think you're taking the time to watch them because our videos are long form. But Red Letter Media, they they use the word schlock a lot. Mm. Do, do you know what I mean by schlock? Um, go ahead and explain. Schlock would be a movie that is pr- trying to be good. Okay. But is not good. Okay. Despite their best intentions. Okay. So, so, so like they, they think they're making a great movie, yes. but it's just, okay. So it's not like they're making, it's not like they're, they're making fun of themselves. They're literally trying to make a great movie and it just doesn't it's work. It's like they're trying to make Citizen Kane, but they end up with like the room. You know what I okay. mean? Okay. Now I don't think I would go as far as I call this pure schlock. Cause I, I think this movie does a lot of successful things, but does this movie approach schlock territory for you? Um, where if we take the schlock definition and be like, okay, if a schlock movie is a schlock movie and you can't watch it for any sort of integrity, you're only watching it to have fun. Then this movie approaches that spectrum for you, right? Yes. If, if, if yeah. Okay. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, you know, the, and I've said this before, there are certain, and let's just, since we're a horror podcast, there are certain horror movies that warrant, that I'm going to have to sit there and I'm going to have to think about stuff. And, and it's not a chore for me. Um, I, I know in certain movies that is going to happen. And I'm totally fine with that. When I know I'm sitting down to see a, a werewolf movie that, that, um, that has, <laughs> that is out, out, out in the, in the forest or the woods with, with a, with some sort of, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, military, uh, Thing happening here with a special ops and and a um, you know all these different British soldiers and and I know that I am not going to have to really sit down and try to have to figure stuff out. I know that I can just enjoy ha- have some popcorn, candy, a drink, uh, and just and just sit back and 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 enjoy the film and not have to figure shit out. I there are certain movies that I'm okay with that. This one isn't that's not this movie. And so I'm I know this. And so I go into it with a certain um, mindset and and it, and it's effective for me and, and I enjoy it. Is it is a like the greatest werewolf movie ever? No, but this is a cool werewolf movie. This is fun. These are the movies that I like. Look, we're 20 episodes in, plus the fact that I'm your father and you've and we've watched a million movies together. You know, this is right up my alley. This makes total sense, right? I mean, no, I'm not surprised you like it at yeah, all. Yeah, so I mean, this is it's fun for me. I love these movies, and that's, and, and that's what I like about like this fundamental difference between you and me is I get bored super easy, and action spectacle can only take me so far. So I am having a lot of fun in some of these action scenes, but I think there's not enough variety in the action scenes to keep me interested. So if that's not there, then I need something else to hold everything together, and for me, that's well, what is this movie trying to say? And if I think it's not going to say anything or trying to say anything, then it's like, okay, now I'm bored despite all this fun stuff happening in the so, frame. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Cause we've done, this is now our 20th episode. And, and would you, would you say, and, and I just want you to be honest, would you say your degree in film? Do you think that sometimes you, you can't, you can't look at something. I'm not saying objective, but do you have different like, you know, glasses on because of your degree in film and and that you've 
you know, you've analyzed certain aspects of film, all kinds of different films. And, and so do you think at times when we're watching a movie like this, you know, that maybe you, you look for more than is, that it's, that's there? Do you I'm think not you... looking for anything that isn't there. I'm seeing what's there and what's not. But, but I know what the point you're trying to make yeah. is. And do I look at a film differently than someone who isn't educated in like film theory does? Absolutely. Of course that happens. But that doesn't mean I can't enjoy schlocky things. I just think that... I mean, Dead Alive is a perfect example because holy shit. I love I that mean, movie. You do. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I, to this day, I'm still shocked how much you like that movie. It's I, a good movie. I, it is a good movie, but I didn't think you were going to like it as much as you did. Yeah. Well, you know? I think another movie that kind of goes up that alley where it just doesn't quite work for me is The Reanimator. You know, that mm-hmm. that feels a lot like it could have been another Dead Alive, but it wasn't. Um, yeah. So I think yeah. as we're doing this podcast, I'm figuring that out. But Ask a Carpenter... Like, hey, man, if you see like a good set of stairs, can you enjoy that? Yeah. Do you see a bad set of stairs? Are you going to like not like it? And he's probably like, yeah, that's bad. I don't want to walk on those stairs. You know, you can do that for sort of any sort of experts. Um, try asking someone who actually works in CSI. Like, do you enjoy any of the CSI shows? And they're like, yeah, just because of how bad it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. whenever you're educated in some sort of specific niche, you're always going to see what works and what doesn't work because the the skeleton and the foundation is just made bare to you regardless of whether or not you like it or not you're a graphic designer uh, to an extent right at least a yeah. hobbyist one yeah yeah you you know what a good uh, I do. logo looks like and what a bad one looks like and i do and i and i find myself constantly analyzing stuff so i so yeah I, yeah i'm sure you look you might see like oh yeah the kerning is awful right there. The yeah, letters are too the, far apart. Yeah, the spacing or the balance of it. I'll, I'll watch te- uh, TV commercials, and I'll and 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 I'll find that I'm I'm looking at their stupid logo or design, and I and I am I can't just just uh, turn it off. I'm like I would have done that. I would have changed this. So you know. So I, I mean, I, I I guess I see what you're saying. You so, know. I mean, so yeah, that's what happens to me. Um, and there are things that I just. I can't help but notice and I, I can't turn it off. I just can't. Um, but it's a good thing. And, and I, it, I am not, I am not complaining at all. I, I actually enjoy your insight to that because it's a different side that our listeners are, are hearing because, you know, we have 20 years difference in us. So, so what I grew up on and what you grew up on is vastly different. So it's it's a good balance that I think, you know, that that when we bounce this back and forth, there are some things that you and I agree on 100 percent and a lot of other things that we don't. And I think that's what makes, you know, our 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 little our little podcast here, you know, uh, kind of fun and, and enjoyable. You know, yeah. we, we're seeing two different sides. You know, I look at something one way and you look at it another. And, bec- and I think it's because of your film degree and it's the 20 years difference in what I grew up on. Versus what what you grew up on, you know, it also definitely helps to have someone just say, like, yeah, don't take this so seriously. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. And <laughs> but, I, I, but I do think it's a good idea for like, well, maybe they should be saying something. And I think, you know, I think that's like a good perspective to have sometimes, you know, because I think movies are just a form of saying something that's I mean, they, they can just be pure entertainment. Like, yes, you know, but uh, I think yeah. like even like the you know, the great sitcoms like Cheers or the Honeymooners or whatever you want to say, enter TV show here are being entertaining and saying something at the same time. They, they are. I, I grew up on, I grew up watching. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I say that I watched good times when, um, you know, when I was a kid and, and again, it was a little, 
I think I watched mainly reruns. I don't think I was watching when it was on, but you go back and rewatch a show like Good Times or, you know, there's other shows I could insert there, but but they have a lot of messages, Good Times especially. Um, you know, they're they're uh, different strokes, you know, they did a poor job on touching on certain uh topics. Um, you know, but but they did. You know, uh, what's happening did, um, you know, these types of shows I grew up on and I really enjoyed them. I, I enjoy them to this day watching reruns of them, um, but they had a lot of messages um, and I'm OK with messages in certain things. And I, it's not like I'm, I'm not going to dismiss a movie because it has a message. I'm not. But I know this one doesn't. This one is just I, I'm just going to I'm just going to chill. I'm sit back. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to see some carnage. I'm going to see some cool werewolves. I'm going to see, you know, uh, maybe some cool, some cool uh, one liners, you know, uh, you know, there's always those in those in these types of movies, you know, um, just some cool action, some cool practical effects with these werewolves, which, you know, like I said earlier, I just I enjoyed these a lot. I, I just loved the look of these werewolves, um, you know. So anyways, I I know we kind of maybe got off a. Uh, you know. Did you know that the guy who wrote and directed this also did The Descent? No. Are you oh, serious? Yeah. That's, I thought you. That's, I, uh, loved, I loved The Descent. Yeah, yeah we should be great. talking about that instead. Yeah, that's a great movie. That's actually a pretty cool because uh, this The Descent is his very next film. So when we inevitably talk about The Descent, oh, we can. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know, it'd be a good companion piece of this episode. And I've so. thought about us doing that one. Even this, you know, I mean, hell, I'll even say the sequel was actually really good too. But it looks like he had nothing to do with the sequel. No. But no. But that The Descent is a great movie. He also did the Hellboy 2019. Oh, um, so okay. Like yeah, this this guy is very more missed than hits. He also did like random episodes of Game of Thrones, Westworld. Oh, wow. Hannibal. The guy's kind of worked on some cool HBO yeah, stuff. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. And Hannibal. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, okay. So, th this movie opens up twice. Uh, once with a couple that die. And then... It goes two hours back, and I don't know why they established this uh, like temporal relation because it doesn't matter at all. Um, two hours previously in some other location, get Cooper and Raymond. Uh, you know, Cooper is trying to be part of Raymond's like special ops squad. He does great. He basically like escapes their capture for like three days or something stupid. I think it was like twenty something hours. But, I thought he said, "Yeah, well, whatever." Long time, <laughs> like three business days. It was impressive. Yeah. Yeah, three businesses, whatever. Three businesses. Yeah, you get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I do. Like I three, do. three work shifts. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he. But Raymond's like, no, you can't do this because you won't shoot this dog because you know I, I told you to, and I don't want a soldier with conscience on my on my squad or whatever. So he, you know, he's out, and then you know, flash forward two two months later, you get this training exercise between this ragtag group of soldiers. They're expendable, um, with Cooper in it, and uh, with uh, Raymond you know, like doing his own special ops thing, but they're not aware of that. And, you know, yeah. the Cooper squad is supposed to go to like a certain thing. And then the, here's this opening. So they're going to go to the opening. Let's just zoom a bit. This is all a setup by Raymond because they're trying to catch, capture one of these werewolves and their team is, is the bait. Um, it's really good bait too, because the werewolves uh, are smart and they have a bunch of food but they don't go for the bait. They actually go for the, 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 the would be predators and they take out all of Raymond's squad. Yeah. And then we get a little, uh, flash flare, yeah. like a, one of those skybound flare. flares. Yeah. And then our Cooper squad goes to investigate it. And, uh, we get, uh, to see 
no bodies, but pure carnage. And then Raymond is still alive with a giant, uh, like a three claw marks on his chest. Yes. And he's, he's hysterical. He's hysterical. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about a, a couple things. I just, I glossed over one, that campfire scene that we alluded mm-hmm. to in the synopsis that has one of the, the, this movie has two really, really great jump scares. And if you're going to do a jump scare, this is how you do it. (laughs) Yeah. You make no prelude to it. Yeah. And you just do it. That scared the shit out of me. So a cow falls, a mall <laughs> cow falls out of the sky right at them when they're talking during a quiet moment by the campfire. It was very yeah. effective. Yeah. Scared the shit out of me too. It scared you more than me. And I've seen you the like movie jumped. before. I, oh, really? I saw this one other time a long time ago. I I forgot about it. It scared the hell out of me. That's how effective it is, man. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That was yeah, It rolls you into it and then you're like, bang. Yeah. yeah it's really yeah. good. Yeah. Um. So, okay, here's another problem with the film does for me is these werewolves demolish a trained group of soldiers, a special ops team, the best of the best that the UK has to offer within like a minute. Like it it was very, very fast that, you know, that we're told Raymond even says like, yeah, these guys fucking they they destroyed everything fast. There's no bodies. There's nothing. Yeah. But didn't they also say that there was no bullets so that it was so quick they hadn't they couldn't react. Right. Yeah. So superhuman speed, strength, vicious. And, and and as we go along with the movie, nothing hurts them, right? Yeah, I mean, no bullets. They get, they get stabbed. Yeah, nothing seems to hurt them. So, okay. And now we're supposed, and this is where like the movie takes it out for me again. These are like, imagine the most dangerous predator ever, like a great shark on, on water or on, on land. land. Yeah. Before. Yeah. So we actually get to fighting them and it's like, they're, like buffing them away at every step of the way. And it's like, well, but why weren't the special ops able to do that before? Why are this, the more ragtag group of soldiers able to, you know, rebuff them at every turn. I just don't understand it. So they, they set them up as this huge threat. And then they're like, they're not a huge threat. They're getting kills, but it's like very sloppy kills. You know, it's like, these aren't as threatening as they made it seem. And that's a huge misstep. Before then, you it's mean the really kills, good. You mean the kills by the werewolves? And the fact that they're to? they're attacking them, but they're like getting rebuffed by like like shoddy wood planks and windows and little bullets and aren't even hurting them yeah, and all this I, stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 relevant to the story. I mean, but yeah, I mean, they know nothing hurts them, right? I mean, they get stabbed, they get shot. Hell, they throw like grenades and stuff at them. Nothing phases them. It's a stun so, grenade. It's not like an actual grenade. Oh, it's not a real grenade. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but n- n- I don't see any damage that's done to them, right? I mean, no, I don't. None. I think if this movie wasn't so concerned about just like getting its plot taken care of that, and it was like being true to the, what they've established within the world, these soldiers would have died like as soon as they first encountered that first yeah, wolf. It, it wouldn't be as, it would make for a good story. I mean, it, even yeah. the sergeant gets clawed one time and his entire guts are spilled out yeah and then you get like a scene later on in the film where like a guy's literally fist fighting a werewolf and yeah that's funny but is it supposed to be funny is am i supposed to be like scared for him because he dies immediately later but not without putting up a fight and it's like based on everything you've established beforehand he should have just been dead in like a second second like like like, like, they would have they would have just swatted at him and cut his head open and like a previous scene the fair the very first soldier death that we see like he like hits his head off yeah yeah and after he impales himself in the tree he hits his head off yeah and it's like yeah you know like why isn't that happening now 
Yeah. Inconsistencies, I think, with yeah. with, you know, the deaths and and their strength and, you know, but, you know, I mean, what are we going to have? We're going to have a 20 minute movie or we're going to have an hour and a half movie. So we got to, you know, if you're going <laughs> to do if you need to, like, explain that shit away, then you got to like they were they found silver bullets or some shit. And they like, I don't know, yeah. like uh, just something <laughs> because them like essentially getting hit with what them is like a nerf gun is not doing it for me. It's yeah. You know, like it show me, show them getting shot in the eye or something, or maybe does, their groin is the weak point. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it does make her. It does make for for some really cool kind of action scenes in this in this in this cottage. You know that they eventually kind of, you know, uh, get I, not not say stuck in, but I mean they're 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 out in the middle of nowhere. And then you know this this Megan comes along and they all hop in and and you know because you know shit's going crazy with these werewolves and so they get to this house because she says she knows the owners. Uh, we come to find out that you know that it's her family. You know, of course she you know. like family in quotes. Yeah, family in quotes. You know, and so but I mean they're you know they're they're now they're now kind of isolated to this to this home. You know, this this kind of two story cottage out in the middle of nowhere and, and they got to make the best of it. And so, yeah, they got to start, uh, you know, hammering wood into windows and they got to start, you know, the, the typical stuff. Let's let's put furniture in front of the windows and the doors. I mean, you know, but I mean, it makes for some cool some cool action sequences. I mean, it really does. I mean, look, the reality is those werewolves <laughs> could have just killed them within a couple minutes and it would have been. And the movie would have been over, you know. There's cool bits here that I like. Um, like whenever they're like scrambling to reshut or relock a door and they're like throwing themselves across the way, or they're like that little montage where they're just finding tools like the sword yeah. or they're yeah. like just random item that they can use as like a weapon or block windows and stuff. That's all cool. Like I thought this is where the movie was gonna get good, but it turns out to only be just a few little moments here and there, or like when Cooper's like literally busting through walls and they're yeah. shooting at the floor to like create a hole and then like, you know, yeah. Towards, all through the, the, ceiling. towards the end there with the Sarge. Like there's yeah. some cool stuff like that, but there, there, is there, there cool wasn't stuff. as much creative like stuff. I I thought like, okay, this is going to be like a home alone type thing now, but with werewolves and soldiers and they're going to have like a bunch of cool little nifty traps and they're actually going to kill some werewolves now. And it turns out like none of that happens. No, no, no matter what they do, none of these werewolves die. I, I mean, um, there are some really, um, some really kind of, you know, just just very eerie shots of these werewolves. And and I loved how they do it with the fog and the lights hitting it just right. And and they don't they don't spend a lot of time on it. And I think it's it's definitely a good thing because, you know, like I was like I was saying earlier, maybe if they did, we would see the you know, we would see the flaws and maybe these these, you know, these costumes or these whatever these are and so so you know you 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 show a brief you know brief shot on a werewolf but the werewolves are cool looking and they're i i love the scene in that um oh god what what is that it's like a almost like a it's not the garage what the hell is that where they keep their their old vehicle um you know a and, shed it's a shed is it a big shed is that what it is uh, what else would you call it i don't know what it was but i know i mean i guess it's like kind of like a, a humongous shed where they keep like their their other vehicle or their old vehicle or whatever that is but 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 we you know we uh we see that there's a scene where the werewolf is is you know kind of chewing down on the the one soldier that it that it took and it's and it's just it's almost sitting there like it's almost sitting on a chair with its legs crossed. It almost that's almost what it almost kind of reminded me of just very nonchalant. And I'm just I'm 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 going to town on the soldier and I'm eating it. And 
I, I liked it. I, I just, I, I enjoyed the scene. I, I, I thought it was a very, yeah. um, you know, it worked, it, you know, that was kind of like the, the movie at its best for me because it was very horrific and we're a horror podcast. So horrifying things are great for us. Yeah. And that was the most scary thing for me is watching the soldier. Like they thought he was already dead. But it turns out he was just slowly dying as he was slowly being eaten. And then only when someone else is there to witness it, does they pop off his head and yeah. just roll it at the car, throw, or throw it, yeah, it at the car. At the car yeah, yeah, that should, it was pretty gnarly, man. And uh, yeah, that could have been the whole movie, honestly. <laughs> but see, but parts, but scenes like that, they, they, those work for me. And I, and you know, we get a, we get to see the, the, you know, we get to see these, these almost full shots of these very, very tall and, 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 and menacing werewolves, man. And I think that's and and then and then the fact that they stand on their their hind legs instead of this whole four legs shit. I that 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 isn't scary for me because when you start when they stand on their hind legs and they're eight feet nine feet tall, that's that's menacing and that's that's very terrifying, man. That scares me, you know. Yeah, I mean, I would later see that in Harry Potter. Because, I, I mean, I obviously I saw that movie before this one in Prisoner of Azkaban and Lupin when he turns into a werewolf. Hopefully I'm not spoiling Harry Potter for anybody. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's a standing werewolf. I feel like I've it seen is. more werewolves stand on their hind, hind legs like a human, like bipedal werewolves, than I have, like, you know, them on all fours, you know. I, but seen, I, I, yeah. I don't think I've seen them this tall before. I In Howling. It's 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 very reminiscent of the howling. Never seen that movie. Yeah. So yeah. all your references to that movie out the door. Yeah. If we're talking about American Werewolf in London, I was going to say this earlier, but that's more like a romance movie than it is like a horror movie for me. That people classified as horror, and I just I'm bored by it. I mean, there are some. That's some, because you're not into like the romance aspect no, of it, and that's like I'm not all the bulk of the movie. Yeah. No, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the transfer- and also the movie just kind of ends like they clearly didn't have an ending in mind, so it just literally just ends. And it's kind of a huge. Bummer. I haven't watched it in years. Um, I, I, uh, I just it's boring for me. I mean, I, I get it. I appreciate where it stands. I guess. I mean, especially with the effects. I mean, the effects are phenomenal, um, especially for the time. But the movie's just boring for me. The Howling is is more fun for me. Again, not a super great movie, but 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 though the werewolves in the Howling are very similar to Dog Soldiers. You know, Dog Soldiers definitely. Uh, used those werewolves from, from the howling as their inspiration for this. I mean, they did, you know, um, so nothing wrong with that because they look great, you know, but so, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, they're look, we, we know they're trapped inside this cottage and, you know, we have what about an, I don't know, an hour. I mean, most of the movie seems to take place in this cottage, right? You know, we get, we get like uh, bits and pieces of action scenes, you know, so yeah um we get reveals with uh raymond's obviously it's not really a reveal for the audience if they're paying attention um we get a reveal with megan who was a zoologist saying like oh yeah this is my pact or pack Pat, I, yeah. I thought we were you guys are going to be my way out of here turns out no so uh, so so explain that to me did i miss something there like what what does she mean by that like this they were gonna like she she she's stuck is that what it is and that she didn't want to she if i'm being honest i don't know okay I, okay i think so i thought maybe i missed something and you caught it i think uh that it's like very obtuse uh, and i don't know if that's on purpose or not um so i my my impression is that she wanted to get out of the pack 
so she wasn't stuck in this forest for any longer. Okay. And then when I found out, she found out that the soldiers weren't her way out. She was just going to go back to the pack. Yeah. Because, and it's like, uh, okay. she's kind of like working from the shadows, like either way. So I see. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of dumb. Um, and then we, should we get the reveal that, oh yeah, she was a werewolf this whole time, or at least she was turning. I don't know. It's yeah, not very yeah. clear. She, she was a werewolf the whole time. But is that, was she a werewolf the whole time? Mm-hmm. Because we're not sure if the moon is involuntary transformation or not. And this is where the movie's kind of loose on the rules. Well, well, she's, she's a wolf. I mean, so when, you know, when she, I mean, what do you mean? Not a were, not a wolf the whole time. I mean, of course, you know, well, why wasn't she with the original group of werewolves during that whole scene? And why was she in the car picking them up? Or, I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe. yeah, this is important for us to but know, I mean, man. Do, let me ask you this. Do, I mean, can they control when they turn and when they don't turn? We don't know. I mean, if it's a full moon, they automatically have to turn or, or is I don't it, know. you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, yeah. The movie, that'd be great if the movie told us. Yeah. I mean, we know we know Raymond ends up turning. I mean, and is it because he had gotten scratched or, or clawed earlier in the movie and he turns? We don't know, man. So the movie's not clear on this, and I hate it. I hate not knowing the rules to stuff. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I I've seen movies where yeah, you get you get bit or you get you get clawed or whatever, and I could see you turning into it. It's kind of like you know with vampires, you get bit or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, Dif- different rules. But I mean, she. She she was a werewolf the whole time. She didn't turn until towards the end. Um, then she gets shot in the head, and we don't see her again. No, and that was like a quick death. It's like okay, she got shot. We don't even know if she died. Honestly, no, we don't. Yeah, I mean, we assume she did, but I doubt it, though. You know, but I mean, yeah. So Raymond turns. Uh, I mean, what you know, slowly, you know, some of these soldiers are just, you know, I mean, they meet their demise, right? I mean, yeah, they all die. Except you know, for Cooper. Except for Cooper. I mean, he, you know, I, I mean, I, I'll tell you this, man. I mean, we know, we know the Sarge is going to, is going to turn at some point because he was sliced open earlier in the movie. His guts literally hanging out. They super glued him back together, but then he shows him his, his stomach where it's healing. So we know, we know he's got the, he's got the werewolf in him and at some point he's going to turn. But before he turns, he's going to kick, he's going to kick some werewolf ass, right? He's going to help Cooper the best he can. Yeah. You know, and he does, man. That, that last 10, 15 minutes is, you know, some good stuff going on there, man. It would have been cool to see him like use his werewolf powers to kill the werewolves, but we don't see that. It feels like a missed opportunity. Does, do you think that once he turns that he ha- he's no longer... I don't know. I mean, now if we were watching some like dope shonen anime, that's what totally would have happened is he would have like kind of knew like he would have like retained some of his humanity and be like, oh, yeah, I'm a werewolf now. But these werewolves are like bad dudes. So I need mm-hmm. to like kill, you know, to save Cooper. Yeah. And, and you know, his 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 I don't know. Maybe we'll see like the picture of his wife after he transformed like on, yeah. on, in, in the yeah. kitchen. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I need to like protect I just, her. I could see that. Yeah, like, dude, come on, man. The, you you've established. You this. think a missed opportunity there? Where Hell yeah, could have gone a different route with it. Yeah, I've seen enough like cool, like dope hype shit to like know when you drop the ball on some like dope hype shit. I will say his his death scene is cool. I like it, but like I don't I, I don't know. I would like to see some werewolf on werewolf action, and there there was a perfect <laughs> setup for it. Even him like fighting Raymond would have been cool. Um, even though like I think thematically, based on all the character interactions so far, him and Cooper fighting would have been the better choice, you know, Raymond and Cooper. Um but, sure. yeah. you know, whatever. Um so uh yeah, a lo- lot of lot of soldier deaths in this movie. Um 
Yeah. Uh, I I'm, think the only decapitation we ever see really is on the tree and in the shed. Then everything else is kind of like they just get like mauled and eaten off screen. Yeah. With like blood splatters like on yeah. windows and yeah. stuff. We see a lot. Wall. Yeah. We see a lot of like blood and, and, and uh, intestines and bits and pieces and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean. And so like there. <laughs> So like Tarantino does a good job in this and like Kill Bill and um, what's that Django Unchained mm -hmm. where he uses blood in a way that's exaggerated and it's a lot of fun. And this yeah. movie, it's Quentin Tarantino is very good at that. <laughs> it doesn't quite work here in the in the very first scene with Sergeant. Well, I'm sorry, in, the, in this uh, one of the first scenes of violence in the movie with the soldiers, so the sergeant gets his stomach cut open and his guts are literally spilling out kind of think he would have just died personally um but his guts are like literally hanging out and it's obviously like sausage or whatever or yeah. some sort of weird prosthetic you know just yeah. some goopy thing um and it's like okay am i supposed to be laughing at that because it's so ridiculous i didn't think it was it, it's I've not seen, traumatic dad i've and, seen far worse and so it didn't bother me as much um yeah i mean does it, it was, look completely like intestines and stuff i it probably, was so you know. janky for me it took me out of the movie again and it's yeah. like i i don't know what the movie's trying to make me feel and i think whatever <laughs> it's trying to make me feel it's failing because i i'm just not in the movie anymore um so yeah cooper wins he fights raymond this i, I will say i like this touch where like raymond doesn't take the sword out of his chest the he got stabbed yeah. in the chest earlier and it just stays there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then of course we get that little silver dagger that uh, was a gift in the first opening of the movie. And then he stabs it. And then I guess if you get hit with the silver, that's when you can like die as a werewolf. So then he just shoots him in the head with another setup. We're like, Oh yeah, here's one more bullet we have left. But yeah, I think it was like, a ri it I think was it was like a rifle, but he has like a handgun, right? Something. It doesn't make sense. It was No, there was like one spare bullet that they had referenced earlier Yeah, but that was like a big on. caliber gun. Yeah. And it, he was shooting like a handgun, not the same. Well, no, it wouldn't work. If that, if that, if that's what indeed happened, and I don't remember if that happened, I know he shot, yeah, one bullet and that was that, but, but no, that wouldn't, that, if you have a, if you have a, if a bullet for a rifle and it's say three inches long and you got a little handgun, that's not going to work. But yeah. I don't, I don't know if that was happening here. I don't know. He kills, he kills Raymond in the meantime, this, what the Sarge is, the Sarge is done for. He's stuck in the kitchen. He, I think he cuts the, the, the gas line to the stove, all of the, um, and at this point, Cooper is is in the what is he in like a, the crawl space, a kind of like a crawl space or a basement or something like that. And, uh, you know, um, Sarge, uh, you know, uh, all of those, all the werewolves kind of kind of gravitate towards the kitchen and he uh, he lights them up, you know, and the whole friggin house blows up. You know, wouldn't you think it would also blow cooper up but i mean i don't know that's yeah. how explosions work yeah yeah i mean it just doesn't it's not isolated to like a at the very least a level floor. one right i mean yeah <laughs> you know it's yeah. like okay i blew you know i blew up this 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 three-story thing but only the second story blew up it's and uh, the third and the first didn't you know it's it, it's a movie explosion for sure yeah yeah i mean he survives and um yeah i mean he survives with the dog uh, i think it's god i think it's their dog right yeah, and it say it protects him, but it attacks Raymond. It doesn't attack anything else, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I think, think it only attacks Raymond. Probably. Yeah. 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 I mean, so so yeah. So Cooper survives, and I think yeah, I think yeah. that's it. Everyone else, uh, 
He's also like hours from civilization. So he's kind of like, there's like a whole nother movie here where he's just like trekking through the forest and not surviving with Make the dog. Make kind of an interesting sequel, right? Like, yeah. like he thought that was the only family, but there's like other families out there. And he's that like, that would be cool. Right. And then they're like, oh yeah, here, what happened here? And then they, there's like this whole like monster villain for them. And then we could even see ah. it from their perspective. And then Cooper is just like, oh shit, there's more werewolves. I got to <laughs> yeah. take them out. Yeah. Dude, that's cool. Huh? Right? Yeah. Yeah. See? As 18 years later, I don't think that's happening. So well, Neil Marshall tried to do a TV show of Dog Soldiers because in 2011, he did a pilot for Dog Soldiers Legacy. Oh, is that right? Don't know anything about it. Oh, either do, either he did do a, he yeah. wrote a, uh, the, the pilot episode. Didn't obviously don't think it went anywhere. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, so I guess I think we hit everything. I mean, I liked it. Um, did I love it? No, but I, I liked it. I had fun with it. I would recommend it to someone, especially if they're into uh, werewolf movies. Um, you know, would you you would you you would not recommend this to anyone? I mean, if you're looking for a little bit of the schlock, you know, watch this movie. So if you're yeah, OK, so if you're in the schlock, it, it, you know, if you're prone to like getting drunk and watching movies or getting high and watching movies. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm being dead honest, though. I think oh, being I don't think at least somewhat inebriated would help while watching this oh, movie that's, because there's. No. There's too many leaps of of, of 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 logic or too many like filmic things that bother me. So, so if if they think like you, they yeah. need to get hired, get drunk. If they think like me, they can just sit back and enjoy it without any of those substances. Maybe, yeah, maybe even have a <laughs> coffee or something. I don't know. There you go. Um, if you're a Donnie, a Donovan, don't, you know, have a little bit of something for this movie. If you're if you're a Ricky, a Rick. <laughs> <laughs> just watch this movie like you would normally just watch it don't have to think much uh some some definitely great practical effects with these uh with these werewolves i wish more movies would would you know if they do a werewolf movie would use more of these i think there's some other ones out there that probably have um but i would say i would say check it out you know cool so cool man i think that's it I think that's it for uh, Dog Soldiers. Um, uh, check us out uh, next week. We're going to be talking about uh, 2014's Tusk. That's directed by Kevin Smith. Um, I have to twist Donovan's arm to watch this because uh, a, a, a an old creepy man uh, turning a, another person into a walrus probably doesn't sound like <laughs> like a movie up your alley, does it? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right then well hey thanks again for listening and uh you know we'll uh we'll catch you later have a good one guys thanks again for listening make sure you tell everyone about our ear for fear podcast don't forget to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at ear for fear you can also check out our website earforfear.com there you can keep up to date on news events and episodes you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts we hope you come back and get an earful.